0: Dirty Sports
1: Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochilprano.
0: Hello, Andy.
1: For the second time.
0: For the second time, I nailed my tug doing me on the podcast.
1: You did a great job, Joe. Thanks. A second time.
0: Thank you. I feel like I've really really got that down at this point. I've listened to so many episodes.
1: Well, what I wanted to do tonight for the podcast is I wanted to do a slow and shaky start just like the L.A. Rams offense.
0: Just like both offenses? Yes. Just like the entire Super Bowl, basically. Yes,
1: exactly. So so that was what I was trying to do. Was that
0: the least exciting Super Bowl you've ever watched?
1: Uh, no, see, I'm kind of, I didn't think it was that bad.
0: It was just not exciting. Yeah. It was just, I okay. mean, there was a lot of punting.
1: Yeah. It, it was just, it was like, to me, it was when is the offensive play going to happen? Does that make sense? And it never did. Well, the big offensive play was Brady's pass to Gronk. That was the one big offensive play in the game. But
0: like, imagine that in any football game, it wouldn't even be, that wouldn't even be considered a big play. Like that was the big play. I th- I believe I saw that there was one play run in the red zone in this whole game. Is that is that true? I believe so. Yeah. The, da- the, down the, to the goal the, line.
1: The pass from Gronk or from Brady to Gronk, and then I mean, Sony Michelle runs it in. Ran it in. For both teams but, in the Super Bowl. But 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 hold on. This is where the discussion to me we can take it. Was that because of bad offense? No, obviously. Or mostly good defense. I mean, because there was bad offense for sure.
0: Well, obviously, both defenses played great. But, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was a combo of two things. I think the Patriots obviously win another Super Bowl and they do it. I, I think it's, I mean, at this point, Belichick. Like, that's not even... There's no discussion anymore. Bill Belichick is, like, he's running away with the GOAT.
1: Uh, it's it's without a, without a doubt. Because
0: he comes out, and and even without the players, like, that the one big Gronk play, Sonny Michelle had, like, you know, a mediocre game. Uh, they weren't really running the ball that well. Uh, you know, Brady's missing a ton of throws. Brady gets picked early in the game. Edelman's the only guy... That's doing anything of any consistency in the whole game. But obviously they did enough yeah. to to win the game. And then on the flip side, you just have this Rams offense that just seemed like scared. All the, yeah. All they the, seemed scared. All the creativity yeah. of the whole year out the window. Goff's getting pressured. Uh uh Belichick did a great job coming up with schemes to pressure. Uh, Goff, and then obviously the defensive backs of the Patriots played really well, but it just seemed weird to me that he wasn't moving Goff out of the pocket on on purpose. They didn't really throw that many screens. Yeah, they really. It was it was a very pedestrian. It was like all the offensive genius sure was gone, and obviously the Patriots. You have to give them credit for their defense for countering that, but. But also, I didn't see a lot of failed attempts at offensive creativity by the Rams. Yeah, I saw a lot of just failed attempts at like regular old, you know, off tackle runs, over the middle passes, and and they were prepared for that. But I didn't see a whole lot of like, wow, oh, okay, that's an interesting one. Okay, that's what you need to do to to make
1: something happen. Well, golf didn't have any time. And then the DBs on the Patriots were on the receivers like glue. Now, now that doesn't excuse Goff's game either, though. Goff had a terrible game. Yeah. He didn't play well. That Even the one
0: drive he did have, like, I don't know what. That seemed like such a panicked. The, the interception that was essentially iced the game was such a panicked throw. That's what I'm saying. I but, don't know why.
1: Because he, they get a field goal there. Let's say the Rams don't get a first down there. I believe they have the ball on about the 26 or 27-yard line. Let's say the Rams get a field goal there. They're down 10-6 with probably 340, around 340. I
0: mean, they needed a touchdown.
1: Fine, but but hold on a second. Let's say they do get a field goal. They're down 10-6 with 340, two timeouts and a timeout.
0: But the bigger question is... Why
1: does he throw that pass?
0: The, the play before he throws that pass. And then he comes back and he throws... The play before is the... One of the big cooks drops in the game. Yeah. Then they come back and they throw essentially the same play. Like, why were they so desperate to get into the end zone on that play? Yeah. I didn't understand that.
1: Well, to me, the three big plays in this game, if, if you want to take it down to just three plays, and I know that's really simplifying a three and a half hour game.
0: It's. But not really when you look at there's one play in the whole game in the red zone.
1: It's Gronk's catch. It's Brandon Cooks missing the previous drive when they got a field goal. Yep. You got to catch that ball. I know you got hit. You got to catch that ball. It's Brandon Cooks missing that, and it's the interception. Like, if you break that game and down. Brandon
0: Cooks missing that ne- the other one.
1: Like, he's got to catch those passes. Yeah. And, and I love that. They Brandon-
0: didn't even target him in the first half.
1: And I love Cooks, and he's a great receiver, but... He he's your big contract off season signing. You have to make those like if you're that guy, and you are, you're the guy on the Rams, as far as the receivers. Now
0: what's the deal with Gurley?
1: He's got to be hurt, but when he ran the ball, he had some decent runs. He had ten rushes for thirty five yards. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's is he hurt? Are I we mean, gonna find out we, stuff? We
0: have to. We have to. Get right to the, the biggest story of the whole game though, right? That's you put your stink on your own team and cost the Los Angeles Rams in year three back in LA their chance to win the Super Bowl. I mean, how much more proof do we need than the Patriots are held to 13 points, Tom Brady looks pedestrian at best, and the Rams still can't get it done because of your denting. I mean I, I, I treated after the game simply hashtag blame Ruther. Like there's never what's your what's your batting average in this, like in, in the playoffs? You're hitting like a hundred. you, you picked two games right.
1: Are we talking point spread or actual No, actually it's like winners. I picked Rams Dallas. Yep. I picked Chargers Ravens. Is that
0: it? You might you might have had one other one in there
1: most I picked three games right. It's, it's a bad playoffs for me.
0: <laughs> Just
1: cursing teams left. I, and I don't right. know I don't know why. I mean, you're right though. If you would have told anybody heading into today's game, the Patriots will have thirteen points, Tom Brady will not throw a single touchdown pass, you would say, hell yeah, the Rams are winning. But they but back to what we said earlier. prayno they looked scared and intimidated and Look, it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest stage.
0: But both teams did, honestly. Like Brady was getting worked early in the game. That was whoever scored a touchdown, whoever finally got into the end zone. Was the that winner. Was, that was going to be the winner. Yeah. And, and it was, like you said, it was one one drive. Now, you got to credit Brady and and the Patriots for being the ones that finally have that drive yeah. in the middle of the fourth quarter. But that could have gone either way. There was plenty of... You know, missed opportunities for both teams. If it had, if it had gone the, you know, any one of those catches, any one of those throws, you know, one broken tackle, that's a Rams win. That's how close that game was because no one was fucking scoring at all. No one. It all defense. The under by a million. You I know, mean, I think it was fifty-six. I mean, every stat. It's was- the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history.
1: Lowest scoring Super Bowl in history, the only Super Bowl where no team had scored a touchdown after 3 quarters. All the numbers are there. But again,
0: I was by the way, when I was getting late in that game, I was dying for a Greg Zerline. Like I was I was like coming in my pants at the idea of a 6-3 Rams win. I put 30 bucks on Zerline at 66 to 1. It would have been 2 grand. Wow. I felt great about it late in the game. Yeah. after Especially after he hit the 53-yarder for the tie. Yeah. I was like, if this guy gets a 50-plus yarder for a 6-3 win.
1: So where do, where do we look right now, Jared Goff? We had said all season long, for anybody who follows or listens to the show, we rate our quarterbacks by pizzas. Yeah. And we said that Jared Goff was a medium pizza. And after the Saints win, we both agreed and upgraded Jared Goff to a pepperoni medium pizza. I tweeted tonight he might be a frozen pizza.
0: Well, look, which might be a little look, overreacting. We came, remember the great medium pizza title was when you ordered two medium pizzas while we watched. I believe it was Rams Bears. Correct. And um, fun fact, I saw uh, you know two, one eighteen-inch pizza is more pizza than two twelve-inch pizzas. So keep that in mind before you do any more medium medium pizza ordering. Um, but in that game, we dubbed both Jared Goff and Mitch Trubisky medium pizzas. Now, Mitch Trubisky had a home game in the playoffs and lost to the Eagles. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky is at best a medium pizza still. Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl this year, so I feel comfortable with pepperoni medium pizza. Gotcha. I feel comfortable with that. You know, Obviously, had he won the Super Bowl, had he played great in a Super Bowl, we could be talking about a large pizza situation, you know? But he didn't. So I'm very comfortable at him staying at the twelve inch size. And the guy made the Super Bowl. You gotta give him a little credit. Yeah, no, Super I am. Bowl appearances matter.
1: I just wanted to put it out there. I yeah. just wanted to put it out there. It, obviously it was a frustrating night for me to watch.
0: A lot of quarterbacks have uh Bill Belichick's ruined a lot of quarterbacks'
1: nights over the years. His game plan was a masterpiece. There's, yeah. there's, there's no other way to put it. Bill Belichick is a master. Again, the Patriots won a game where they didn't throw a touchdown pass and had thirteen points, and they still won. That is a hundred percent on and Bill they Belichick. Had,
0: they had three points till you know what? I forget when they scored. Eight minutes left to go, or whatever yeah, it was like in the
1: game. Eight minutes left in the game.
0: They had three points the whole game. They had three points,
1: and. I also got to give props to Wade Phillips. Yeah. He called a great defensive scheme and a great game for the Rams as well. And they made the plays when they had to. You know, outside of Julian Edelman and the one Gronk play, they basically held the Patriots in check.
0: But that's where Belichick is going to always give you the edge, even ever so slightly. Without Julian Edelman going for what? What do you go for? 140? Yeah. They, the Patriots might not win that game. They might lose that game 3-0 if Julian Edelman doesn't go for 140 yards receiving. But it was impossible to double him because he was in motion the whole day. Every fucking play he's in motion. You can't you know, have two guys tracking yeah. him across the field, and they always got him one-on-one. And same thing we've been talking about forever. This isn't... Julian Edelman being a freak. This isn't Tom Brady being the GOAT. This is a matter of, you know, it being a very smart, uh, timing-oriented offense. And he was, he was essentially wide
1: open. Well, you just brought up Brady and the GOAT. And, and this, to me, is the same conversation we're going to have. Same conversation every sports show, podcast, you name it. You and I actually already did this. A couple weeks ago, I just want guys again, I just, but it has to be said, they don't win this game because of Tom Brady. Everybody knows it. They don't win that first Super Bowl because of Tom Brady. I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady. I want that to be said. I'm a huge, I'm definitely a bigger Brady fan than Prano, but again, he's got six Super Bowl wins, his two against the Rams, he threw one touchdown. That, that, that's all I'm saying. He threw one touchdown. Like it's it's a team game, that's it's, all I'm saying. It's it, it, it what it comes down to
0: is is very simple. You there is no arguing with Tom Brady's legacy. There is no arguing that the guy's won six Super Bowls, he's played in nine, he has tons of career benchmarks because of his longevity, he's got more playoff wins as a person than any other team in history he's got you know it the list goes on and on and on we're not taught this isn't about legacies the legacy there is nobody in Tom Brady's legacy class as a quarterback no one not Montana not you know not nobody nobody has the legacy that Tom Brady has and you can't take that away from him he has six Super Bowls that's a fact he's played in nine he's played in nine that's a fact in fact if you talk about legacies as a player overall, he really doesn't even have anybody that's matching him as a player overall except maybe Jerry Rice. There's no one who has, you know, the records and the team success and the being, you know, doing it for so long and the, you know, the MVPs and the career markers. Honestly, without besides Jerry Rice, there no one's even on his level legacy-wise. That being said, the question that I'll always put out there and what I've always said is the thing about Brady is when you watch a game like this, when you watch many of his Super Bowls, this is their biggest win in Super Bowl history. At all the Super Bowls they won, this was their biggest point differential. Yeah, eight, Thir- 13-3.
1: Yeah, eight points or less were all their wins heading into 13-3. This yeah. is their
0: most dominant Patriots performance. 13-3. The thing is, when, you, when we're talking about Brady, it's not whether he's the GOAT in terms of what he's accomplished. He is the GOAT in terms of what he's accomplished. The question is, we've already said Belichick is 100% the GOAT, and there's no argument. Plug any of the other all-time greats into that situation, and what are we looking at? Are we looking at more? Plug some of the just greats. That have played. The Phillip Rivers, the Eli Mannings, the Ben Roethlisberger's. Not talking about the Aaron Rodgers and the Breeze and the whatever. Talk the next level of guys. Guys that
1: are going into Hall of Fame. Let let me hop in here real quick. When you say plug, are you saying plug them into Bill Belichick and that system? Plug them into
0: everything. Give them all this stuff. Just everything. Just take out Brady. Plug in those guys. What does it look like? Does, (coughs) Does Drew Brees not have the ability to score more than 13 points in this game? Does Peyton Manning, and, and what I've said is, and I'll say it again, when you took those guys off of teams, it, it was, they were a shell of themselves, and many people have done it when, when Brady was out for injury, suspended for cheating, whatever.
1: Well, we, we can play the what-if game all we want, and, and to me, I do always find it an interesting discussion, but let's, let's do it. Let's just do it right now you're saying again I just let's just play it take a different quarterback put them on that Patriots team tonight take his former backup let's take Jimmy Garoppolo do they still win this game
0: what did he do that makes you think of a, a, a competent NFL quarterback couldn't do it I gotta get some water. Excuse yeah, me. get some water. Let, swap quarterbacks in this game. Swap. Just swap them and discuss.
1: That, that's what I'm thinking. Swap them. Get, get some water. Get some water out of my fridge. Guys, I think it's a very interesting discussion. And again, I'm a Brady guy, I'm always a Brady defender. But when I look at the numbers as I'm watching tonight, and, and I think we might bring on our, our buddy Barry McCockin'er again, I talked to him about coming on again, our show. You can't deny he really had no part in winning this game. In fact, Brady and Goff's numbers, they're not that different is all I'm saying. Goff
0: didn't play well. Goff had a huge interception that cost them the game, essentially, at the end. But Goff, at no point in the game, had guys that were as open even as Edelman was. And it's not... Edelman is not a fucking physical freak. He did not outrun those guys. He's not whatever. It was him running in motion. Him it was very scheme heavy. Like, he was – Romo showed it. He was like, look at this play. Like, you, if, you can't, if you can't hit that quarter, you don't have to be the goat to hit him there. He said that during the game. Yeah. Get Edel- a little sick being in New York with the cold weather and everything. Yeah, I was like, what's
1: going on here, man? I, I cleaned my place and everything. I think it's a conversation that's definitely not going anywhere. It'll never go anywhere. But I also think the reason I do like people like Barry McAuchner and he goes real in-depth with the stats, with the videos, is I do think it's important for us to just keep all this shit in mind, guys. It, It is. It's just important because it is a team game. We're not talking about an individual sport it, but but Prano's right. It doesn't take anything away.
0: It's the same thing we always do with LeBron and Michael Jordan. There there is no comparison. If you ask, I'm a Knicks fan. Obviously, we're going to get into the, you know the the debacle that is being a Knicks fan right now. Later on, when you're at like, if you say, Joe, do you want Michael Jordan or do you want LeBron James? I'm going to go. I want LeBron James. But if you say to me. I'm not going to tell you the players, but do you want six wins, six titles, or do you want three titles? One of these players is going to deliver you six. One of these players is going to deliver you three. Of course, you're going to take six all day. As yeah. a Knicks fan, I want six titles. I want as many titles I can have. It's not a question of legacy, it's a question of all things being the same. Who do you want? Yeah. All things being the same. Like, I mean, look at Brady tonight. I, I just, like, does anybody go, like, that's a GOAT game?
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised, to be honest. I kept saying I was bouncing between my – I was mostly watching the game in the mayor's apartment, but I'd get all nervous and I'd bounce up here and watch it on my own. I kept saying he's got to make a touchdown drive. I kept saying that, and it kept
0: about Goff or about Brady,
1: about Brady, and it just kept not happening. I kept saying there's no way he doesn't score the next drive. I kept saying he's got to score this drive. He's I go it's Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady. He's gonna score, he's gonna score, and
0: they were getting a lot of pressure on him. They weren't giving him basically
1: anything but across you know, the middle. Yeah, Julian Edelman across the middle. Yeah, so again, it was it was just a good, I'll say great all around defensive game from both teams and yeah it was disappointing because the Rams were there they were there in the end
0: not only were they there in the Super Bowl but they their defense played well enough to hold the Patriots to 13 points you can't really ask for more than that McVay, Mr. Genius, Mr. everybody that you know everybody you've ever you know, pissed at a urinal next to is now a head coach in the NFL. This is the offensive genius. Like, I to me, it was just not creative enough. All year, it was like, Oh, how did fucking you know, Robert Woods get matched up on a linebacker there? How did uh, you know, how did this screen guy? I mean, all the tight end talk that we had the whole week when we were doing the props. Oh, Higby. Oh, what I don't think Higby had a catch. I don't think either of their tight ends had a catch.
1: Everett didn't have a catch either? I don't think so. I think Everett might have had one. Okay.
0: One? N- just seemed like a real lack of creativity to me.
1: Now, he said that. McVay said that in the press conference, that I was outcoached. And he put a lot of the game on him, and I agree with you. I
0: just think... But I don't even necessarily think it's like a matter of... like. You don't know what the defense is going to do before you call your play. So at some point you just have to go like, I'm gonna try this. Well you regardless. saw regardless.
1: You saw what they were doing. Exactly. Are you talking about to Tony Romo made a great point during the game? They were waiting until the Patriots couldn't audible their headset. You know that mind game yeah. that, that mental game of we wait to fifteen seconds because after fifteen seconds the the earphone cuts off yep. in the helmet. But to, to me, th- there's the Goff difference right there. There it is.
0: And the whole year, we've always been talking about how Sean they're McVay, fast to align yes. so that he can do that. It's like, stick with what works.
1: But that's my point, is that Jared Goff needs Sean McVay in his ear the whole year. And, dude, I hate to bring this back. And I think Jared Goff's he's a nice guy. He's a good quarterback. He's, you know, he's, a, he's a pepperoni medium pizza But again, guys, I hate to bring it back to this because we made so many jokes about it. But let's be honest. Intelligence plays a huge factor in the quarterbacks. And I think Tom Brady, that's why he is so successful. Because I think Tom Brady...
0: Not only is it why he's so successful, it's why he's so successful with Bill Belichick. Yes. That's why... When when we do the hypotheticals of what if this guy, what if this guy, it's never like uh, could you know Jamarcus Russell have done it? Could Ryan Leaf have done it? It's Like no, the guys who came into the league and they couldn't hang at that level already forget that they were better physically. They were never going to be able to do. Yeah. Tom Brady is able to do it because of how smart
1: he is. Exactly, Tom Brady is a brilliant guy. Peyton Manning, brilliant guy. I. I'm just going to be honest. Do, your quarterback didn't know where the sun set. I, I mean, all jokes aside, this is the guy with the pressure on the line in the Super Bowl where you, you got to fly, you got to spread those wings at a certain point, right? You don't have your coach in your ear. The crowd, if you listen to it and everybody talked about it. The crowd was clearly all Patriots fans. We knew this going in. It, it, all the Patriots players said it was basically a home game you got to make the calls, Jared. And he couldn't do it. And he couldn't make the throws. And at the end of the day, to me, like that's the big difference. Where Brady didn't have a great game, but Brady's pass to Gronk was a perfectly thrown pass.
0: I'll, I mean, look, Jared Goff had, had a couple of really nice passes as well. I mean, again, two. He let that one in the end zone that Cooks had knocked down. That was a little hung up there. Yeah. But he had won the Cooks at, like right before the pick. That game's tied 10-10 if he catches that ball. The difference between Brady and Goff tonight is Goff was pressured. Brady was pressured. Both of them struggled with that. Goff had a couple nice throws. Brady had a couple nice throws. But in between the all of that, Tom Brady had a bunch of timing plays with Julian Edelman. Big plays to keep the game at least keep the ball moving to some extent. And Jared Goff never had any of that. And I put that's where I put it on McVeigh. Yeah. Just like Belichick sets up Brady to do that, he goes, th- he's gonna go in motion and he's gonna be lined up with a fucking linebacker or with a nickel, and he's gonna all you gotta do is hit him. Yeah. McVeigh didn't give Goff that. And Brady is smart enough and great enough that he's gonna do it. But McVeigh didn't even give Gough those chances. He just didn't he just wasn't creative enough to give him some, you know, easy throws. He didn't give him easy throws, and the whole year that's all he's given him is easy
1: throws. You know why I didn't dislike this game so much? Everyone talk about how they hate it. I'm looking here at the YouTube comment section. Everybody's talking about how much they hated the game, how boring it was. You know why I didn't hate it? Because tonight really does highlight Belichick's greatness. Because I don't think people fully realize it. He can win a Super Bowl. He's basically a chameleon as far as adapting. And, and to me, that's why I didn't hate it. Obviously, I was rooting for the Rams. But I think we all have to just really appreciate, again, that he won a 13-3 to game against, maybe not statistically, but against the best offense in the NFL this year. Again, not statistically, but they're right up there. Yeah. They're top three offense. And he
0: held the Chiefs to zero points in the first half last week. Exactly. Two weeks, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, what are we at now? So he's got six Super Bowls with the Patriots. How many did he win with the Giants as a defensive coordinator? Two. guy's up to eight rings. Yeah. So all these memes, I'm just saying, throw Belichick some love, guys. I mean, for as many as I see Brady holding up all the rings, like my buddy said, like my buddy sent me one, it was, and it was funny it was it was a cartoon drawing of Tom Brady, and he had five rings on his one hand, and then he had his sixth ring on his erect cock and I wrote back to my buddy, that should be a Bill Belichick, yeah, that's all i'm saying
0: i I couldn't
1: agree more. Give the hoodie some love, but As as a guy rooting for the Rams, I said this before, during, and after the game. I said this to the mayor, because he's not a big sports guy. I said, I do know, being a sports guy, how hard it is to make the Super Bowl. And that might be their only shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, like You've been able to experience a few Super Bowls in your lifetime. You've had some good Giants teams. You've had some great runs. You never know. We all know how hard it is to make it better back to the Super Bowl. And Dominick and was on a one-year contract. I don't know if they can keep all these guys. It just sucks because it was like they were yeah. right N-
0: there. NFC West is going to I mean, Garoppolo is going to be back next year. Antonio Brown wants to play for the Niners now. He's basically been open about that. Like, it's not going to get easier. It's not going to get easier for them. And yeah. that's two years in a row. Besides the Patriots – who, who's done it where it's just like consistently year in and year out? It's all, we're we're going to win 12, 13, 14
1: games every year. No one. No one. We can agree at this point, it's the best dynasty. Again, I, I don't know those early Green Bay Packers. I'm not talking all those Lambeau days. This is the best dynasty in NFL history, Correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would argue that...
1: We're talking talking a a Super Bowl... They're averaging a Super Bowl win every three years. I'd
0: argue that's two separate dynasties, essentially. But um, it's obviously the same two... The two most important people have obviously been a constant. But, you know, they reinvented themselves, for sure. I mean, this was almost a throwback to the original days, you know? Like I know everybody wants to talk about how great Tom Brady is and out but like those first Super Bowls it wasn't it wasn't like oh my god he's going to come out here and we know he's just going to just carve them up and whatever yeah. like you know we talked about the first Super Bowl how many yards they throw for
1: 145
0: and no t- one touchdown no
1: touchdown one touchdown one
0: touchdown so like you can you can be say oh you guys are haters or whatever you want but it's like those the first 3 and 4 years that was truly like pound the ball, play defense. It was more like this game than the middle where they were trying to, you know, win games. Like, you know, the uh, the Seahawks win and the the uh, Falcons win. Like, I feel like there. That's that's the gap. Like in between, it was what was it a decade between Super Bowl wins. Yeah. I mean they were there obviously. Sure. But Certainly the Bill Belichick Tom Brady era is the the most consistent dominance by one team in in NFL history that we've ever seen.
1: I don't th- Is it good for the NFL? I think that's an interesting question to pose. At this point they've won 6 rings.
0: I mean, you enjoyed tonight's game. But the general consensus is that the rest of the people didn't. So I would argue that no. I would argue that. Patriots fatigue. Patriots fatigue. Outside of Boston. Yeah, I mean, just think about, I just feel like it, it went down to overtime last week. Chiefs, Patriots. If the Chiefs are in this game, aren't people just more excited about it? Doesn't it probably end up being more – a higher level of excitement?
1: Well, there's definitely – if the Chiefs are playing in this game against the Rams, there's definitely more offense. Or if the Chiefs are playing against the Saints, there's definitely more offense. More than 16 total points. Yeah. A lot of shade coming my way in YouTube. I can't even look at the comments anymore for for cursing the everyone yeah, is I mean, blaming I bl- me I blame you I 100% blame for you for cursing the ramps yeah. What what am I supposed to do at this point Just not make picks You were but
0: here's the problem with your curse From one week to the next you'll just completely abandon everything you believe in <laughs> You're like the, you're like the Texans are fucking winning this and then next week you're like no way the fucking Chiefs win this game. You're just like every week, you're just like swap your curse. You were like, I don't know, till till somebody beats Brady and Belichick, I'm going, I'm sticking with the Pats. You've probably said that 50 times in the history of our show. Oh, easily. Easily. And then Super Bowl comes, your Rams are in there, and you just fucking turn and bail on them. You know what? I think I fanboyed it. And to your own detriment, we all told you not to. Hedge you should have hedged your bet,
1: but you know all along, and everybody who has listened to this show, I have been very, very worried and critical of Jared Goff. Have I not? Even when even when he was putting up those, you know they had they had Jared Goff the first eight games of the season. People were talking about him in MVP contention. I all along, and you agreed with me. I was saying, guys, we could plug twelve other quarterbacks in there. Now he proved me wrong against the Saints. He had a good second half. But if you if you cut Goff's numbers from the first half of the season to the second hey, half, man,
0: I mean he's medium pepperoni pizza. What do you want me? To, like that's all I can say. That's what I'm saying though. I mean he's the the Pizza Hut GIF is like everything you didn't know. We're gonna be we're gonna be running that the whole off season. Was, uh, update. Still me. Still my pizza. Still my pizza.
1: I just I you know it's tough for me to sleep at night. I feel. This responsibility.
0: Yeah, you should. Please don't curse me. Please don't curse, you
1: know, my teams. I got everybody coming at me hot. I'm seeing the comments. People are blaming me. Jesus Christ. Don't pick my team. Chabelli's texting us. Pick Duke to win it all. Give Gonzaga a chance. All right, well... Lakers are winning the title. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but anything else about the Super Bowl? Any commercials that stood out for you?
0: Um, not really. Uh, I guess there was a Game of Thrones Bud Light crossover. Can we can we bring that up? My question. I was about, offended.
1: As, yeah. As I, as, a, as a,
0: I was offended too.
1: As a huge Game of Thrones guy, now. But
0: what I wasn't sure of, because I don't think it occurred after that, was that them ending the dilly dilly? Like did they did they Ooh. Did they drag in is that the end of the campaign? Cuz like everybody died. Yeah. So like that could be great. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic.
1: Have you seen a commercial run this long?
0: I'm sure. I mean, Flo from Progressive's been on TV since yeah. before Brady was fucking Yeah, but Flo in the league that's actually
1: a good title for the show. Yeah. Tom Brady is flow from Progressive.
0: Or flow from Progressive is the true gro- goat. <laughs> <laughs> is the one true goat.
1: But she's actually a spokesperson. To yeah. me, it's a little different. The Dilly Dilly commercials are a whole ensemble. Now, you have the main character, which is the king. Right. But, I mean, this shit has been going on now. For a while,
0: yeah, and but I, I think it might be over, which is, could be great news. So
1: the dragon from Game and of Thrones, and then the
0: weird, dude. D- they weird. Uh, the weird first Bud Light commercial where they were like going at Miller Light and Coors Light over corn syrup. I was like, what the fuck is this? Well,
1: that that they, was their pitch.
0: They, they they somehow did the dilly dilly and corn syrup, some corn syrup commercial together.
1: But by the way, I, I, now that we're t- talking about it, and I discussed this tonight earlier. I'm sick of alcohol companies pushing this healthier alternative. Yeah. I can't believe Michelob Ultra has has stood the test of time. Because my point is, if you're drinking a beer, just drink a fucking beer.
0: Well, Michelob Ultra is not that bad. It's like, first of all, Michelob, I've always liked Michelob. It's
1: a quality beer.
0: Um, Michelob Ultra basically tastes like Michelob, and it's just lower calories. So if you were just going to be that, like I would drink... A Michelob Ultra a hundred times out of a hundred before I drank a Bud Light. Really? Bud Light, it tastes like water. I just found out tonight, apparently, the, the thing that makes beer not taste like piss is corn syrup. So now I'm all in on any beer that uses corn syrup. Really? Yeah. Because Bud Light's big thing is we don't use corn syrup. I'm like, wow, Bud Light's the worst beer of all time. Apparently, corn syrup is the fucking key ingredient. Yeah delicious corn syrup
1: you're giving them some free love tonight G- give me that
0: give me that good corn syrup you see how I was coughing before until I got that good corn yeah. syrup in my throat Just Speak- soothing my throat with that syrup
1: speaking of corn syrup I ate an entire box of Girl Scout cookies last night I got stoned and watched dancing with wolves and watched and an and ate an entire box that's like
0: that's like a Fat girl from the 90s Friday night. <laughs> I just hit a whole box of cookies and watched dances. With, why dances with wolves?
1: I don't know. I was flipping through Netflix, and I was like, I haven't seen this in many years. And I It just,
0: just went full costner ring
1: And it went, you know, I Fra- looked. A
0: little Friday night Costner? Saturday night.
1: Saturday night, right. But I saw the time code was three hours and one minute, and I said, you ready to buckle down? And I, I started dozing, slightly dozing about an hour in, and I woke up. I maybe dozed off for like a minute. I was in it. What was more action-packed?
0: Dances with Wolves or tonight's Super Bowl?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. There's some good scenes in Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Classic. Probably Dances with Wolves. Yeah.
0: Dances with Wolves greater than Super Bowl 53.
1: Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, I was not impressed, though, about the halftime show. Yeah.
0: Halftime show was a joke.
1: And... My message to Adam Levine: If you're gonna start taking off clothes, just get down to a thong. Like, just go go all or nothing. It was just boring. It
0: was like I actually think they do too much of the medley now. I don't know how we did on the hitting the seven and a half song over under. Had to be over. I mean, there was
1: had to be over
0: multiple. But he didn't
1: sing that song with Big Boy. He didn't because Big Boy came out.
0: Did I like the way you move? And like,
1: I, you know, he did an Outcast song. Yeah. He didn't do his song that he had done with Maroon 5.
0: I don't know what that song is. I mean, I know I know the name of
1: it from like But it was that on song. one of the bets we looked at. Right.
0: But I don't are we sure that they didn't get into that?
1: I don't think they did. Okay.
0: But um yeah, I just thought it was Big Boy was the only part of it that was entertaining. Yeah. In my opinion. And I think we said this in the in part of the show that might now have been cut, but what a failure by the NFL not to just do uh, like all-out Atlanta music bonanza. There's so much good Atlanta music. Yeah,
1: you a know, lot of good hip-hop.
0: Outkast, uh, you know, obviously. First of all, it, even if you just did Outkast and then, you know, they both did their solo album, What you know, together.
1: Dude, you, know? you, you could do, if you did all Atlanta, you could do, I mean, you could do greats. You could do Outkast, Usher. Ludacris.
0: Ludacris. I mean, that's a halftime show. Right there. That's that's all we need. It's four people. Half titty boy show up. Yeah, you know,
1: my boy Killer Mike. Yeah, sure. They they missed the mark. Yeah. Instead, they had uh, Travis Scott do some sort of Satan tribute. What was that all about? I don't
0: know. And SpongeBob SquarePants was involved. I mean, we're we're just doing meme culture. That's the <laughs> halftime show. <laughs> I I when when SpongeBob started playing, I was just spinning lobster.
1: (laughs) It's because the SpongeBob.
0: I think I don't care. I don't care (laughs) where the isolation is.
1: No, no, no. I know, but the reason is the guy who created SpongeBob died. We're too old for this shit, but the people below us are obsessed with SpongeBob. I'm aware. Like obsessed. I know. I never fully got it. Like when I used to nanny that child, he was obsessed. Obsessed with SpongeBob. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. To the point that I bought, like, I bought every episode of SpongeBob because it was just something easy to play on a DVD player. Yeah. And you
0: still don't know the memes.
1: I I, I don't fully, I just, I, I didn't, like, to me, you can't put that on a level of some other cartoons that we grew up with. My point is, you take Animaniacs, you take Spongebob, get the fuck out of here.
0: Agreed? Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch Spongebob, so I don't know.
1: We're not that far away, though, Prano. You made a good point. We're not that far away from, like, meme and gif culture being the halftime show. Yeah, absolutely. Like, blinking guy meme should have yeah. been performing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Next year's prop bets. Will blinky guy make an appearance? Well, just Ariana Grande starts playing the piano. He's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> bringing the gif of of those black guys losing their mind. Yeah, yeah. Just dancing the whole fucking. Honestly, time.
0: that would have been more appropriate for the halftime show in Atlanta than Maroon Five. It was just, it was just the screaming black guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: But who's Maroon Five? Who's their audience?
0: Um, t- twenty to. Th- 30 year old girls, white girls white girls and then their moms you know It, it basically people who watch The Voice yeah. just like white women everything's just fucking for white women now because white women are the only people that make us think about goddamn everything white women just, just it, we, constantly have to be appeased otherwise they're they need to speak to a manager are you done with white women I, I mean I should
1: be yeah because can I make a confession yeah I said it on the show. I haven't had much interest in white women lately,
0: like at all. It was funny. Like somebody tweeted. Like there was one uh, commercial. It was like I think it was for Audi or something. Where the guy, you know, it was like uh, the guy. It was the one with like Wiley Coyote in it and whatever. And the guy's like, you know asking for shit and I saw somebody tweet like is this just straight white male the commercial and I was like jeez does every fucking commercial have to be like a female minority doing something that, that, or else or else it's like toxic masculinity like a white dude can't just appear in a commercial anymore
1: you can't even walk outside
0: bro yeah it's ridiculous
1: that is the funniest term by the way toxic masculinity you know you, know you should respond to that tweet Yeah, you know that game you're watching? It's a bunch of dudes killing each other. Yeah, that's toxic masculinity. Yeah, they're gladiators. I mean, mean, was there
0: any? The speaking of gladiators, the the opening with Peyton and John Malkovich is fucking amazing. Can we talk about that? Peyton Manning should get an Oscar.
1: Peyton Manning's comedic acting chops are fucking amazing. Yeah, he's great. That scene with him and Malkovich, fantastic.
0: That was a great intro. Do Do you think you heard me? It's chicken parm. Yeah, like you think
1: you got that? That was a great intro. Oh, great! And Malkovich? Yeah, and they got is-
0: Malkovich in in Rome,
1: dude. I would love to see what CBS paid for that. Like, what are the fees to produce this with Malkovich with Peyton, You're going to Rome, like just for an opening? A couple million bucks? A couple million?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I would think each of those guys' fee is a couple million.
0: No, no. No, not just to do it. Peyton's probably like close. Peyton probably costs more than Malkovich, although Peyton does everything. So who knows? Peyton might just have like an across the board deal.
1: Yeah. Well, the 2018 Super Bowl or 2018 NFL season is officially done, Prano. Yeah. We're done. We're finished.
0: Next up basketball all stars in postseason. Baseball uh, pitchers and catchers reporting like a week. Yeah, I've
1: been Woo. I've been watching a lot of Yasiel Puig going around Cincinnati videos. No,
0: this is this is your guy. He's in the polar vortex. He doesn't care. He's like, oh man, it's cold, man. I heating bowls this summer into a frozen uh, r- lake, river,
1: river, lake. I was I was watching this one video. The Reds tweeted. It was four minutes long. And Puig, they were giving Puig. It looked like a tour of everything. And they had Puig calling red season ticket holders. It was amazing. Hello. Puig here. How you doing? And the thought of like some Midwest white guy who probably voted for Trump. Yeah. And he's like, who's this Mexican calling me? What are you yeah. trying to s- Like how many of those videos did they have to edit out? You got the wrong number, son.
0: And just hanging up and going, honey, you won't believe this. <laughs> Reds have some fucking Mexican working in their ticket office these days. What happened? To the good old days where just white people would call you up and be like, "Do you want season tickets?" Nah, some the guy they're, they're literally taking our jobs. He's like, "No, I'm not a ticket salesman, man. I'm I'm Puig uh, playing for the Reds." The guy's like, "I can't understand you with the with the Mexican speaking."
1: I'm stoked though, man. I am. Look, the Reds aren't gonna make it to the playoffs probably but it's good to have a little excitement yeah like the city of Cincinnati needs that and I'm excited because I think we're gonna go to spring training and we're gonna get those tickets Joe Prano on SeatGeek
0: of course we are where else would we get them
1: nowhere else we got a tweet today from a dirtball about SeatGeek I believe he used the tickets to I have no clue actually I don't remember but I said he said can I get a koozie I said, slide into the DMs, because we're doing that now, as always. What was that?
0: Slide. Yeah, slide. Slide
1: slide into those. Guys, if you're going to use our SeatGeek promo code DIRTY, let me know. I still have plenty of koozies over here. I will ship out to you guys. Guys, SeatGeek is available for any sports entertainment event. So hop on there right now, because like I just said, all dirt balls get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek Life's an event. We have the tickets. Now, guys, I am actually probably going to use SeatGeek as well. Insane Clown Bossy is supposed to be next week. I got to text your brother. Yeah, you sure do. Use that $10 off to go see them at Whiskey A Go Go. I've already paid off my bet from this season. Yeah.
0: You still haven't paid off your bet from last season.
1: I mean, bro, this has not been easy. I know, but I'm just saying. You got a really easy end of the deal, though, for the record.
0: Uh, And, you know, uh, Emiliano put out a great video tonight. He's like, you were two letters away from not having to watch the Super Bowl. You should have ended up finishing that shit that you almost said. You wouldn't have had to watch this dumpster fire. I agree. It would have been nice. It would have been great if I had actually slipped up and not been able to watch the Super Bowl and therefore missed this Super Bowl. This is the one that I got to miss.
1: But by the way, let me let me just hop into the comment section on YouTube. We got a quick update from former guest and my dear friend Chad Cutter, Hamilton County. That's where Cincinnati is located. Did not vote Trump, guys. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> okay, so so we have the official update. My home county did not vote Trump. Just half the members of my family did. Right.
0: I mean. The county, a lot of people in the county probably. A lot died. of people did. Probably pretty close. Yeah. But it went blue.
1: All right, Joe. Last time we had the show, we had the breaking news about Prazingis being uh, possibly traded. I have to bring it up. He's been traded to the Dallas Mavericks.
0: Uh, this happened, yeah, basically essentially right after our last episode and... Sure, everybody that follows me on Twitter saw the meltdown. And if you didn't see the meltdown, you can go to @fixyourlife Your Life on Twitter and see the meltdown. Um, there's probably 10 tweets in a row regarding the uh, Porzingis situation. And I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I've heard a lot of people I respect Whose basketball opinion I respect. Talk about it. I've heard a lot of people try to justify why it was a good move. Um, the initial reaction was obviously that it was a terrible move. Um, then you know some people started coming around with the with that they got two two first rounders out of it. Um, people started coming around that this opened up two max cap spots. But personally. I still think it is a horrific deal for a number of reasons. One, the reality of the deal, and two, the even what people think the best case scenario is. So let's start with the reality of it. The reality of the deal is that Christaps Perzingis was the sweetener. He is what was he, he was what the deal was built around to convince the Dallas Mavericks to take people off our salary cap. This was a salary dump deal. Yes, the Knicks got two first-round draft picks back from it, but they got protected first-round draft picks, and also they give Kristaps Perzingis to the Mavericks, who are currently two games under 500. So at best, these picks are going to be middle of the pack, first-round picks. Yes, they got Dennis Smith Jr. Who, if you want to be fucking... If you want to know how much of a kick in the dick this is for Knicks fans, we didn't draft. We had the opportunity to draft and didn't draft and drafted Frank Nilakina instead. So if we wanted Dennis Smith Jr. so much, we should have drafted him. And then furthermore, people go, oh, but Dennis Smith Jr. is actually good. It's 2019 in the NBA. It's all about shooting threes. The guy's shooting thirty-two percent in his career from three. He's shooting thirty-four percent this year. I get that that's up. If you look at the top three point, he's on the top hundred three-point shooters in the league. Chris Taps was shooting who's a seven foot three center, is shooting forty percent from three.
1: But let me let me pose this question before you continue. Because you're obviously more familiar with the situation than I am. But The history of big men being injury-prone was probably obviously a concern for you and any Knicks fan even before this trade. Sure. So let me just pose this scenario, because I'm sure you've looked at it from all angles. We saw it with Yao Ming. Again, we see with all these big men. He has all the talent, all the attributes to be this amazing thing. They call him the unicorn. But... If those picks work out, I know it's a big but. And then he goes down to Dallas and Perzingus is, is is has injuries, you know, throughout his career, which he's already had with the Knicks. You know, we talk about with with Carson Wentz, I know it's a different sport.
0: With Carson the, Wentz is the the difference between this and that is Carson they they have to make a decision right now between paying somebody else or paying Carson Wentz. Now, the Eagles are talking about franchising foals. Yeah. And, pff, well, that's the, I mean, as a Giants fan, I've never heard greater news in my life.
1: But they can franchise them and maybe even get rid of them too. It's kind of confusing.
0: Great. But they're going to commit to $20 million for 20 plus million dollars. You have to be, it basically is like the top five, the average of the top five, right?
1: Yeah. It'd be 20 mil. mil. They're
0: going to commit to that when they're not going to start them.
1: Great. Greatest thing that ever happened.
0: Chris Perzingis Is 23 years old. Yeah. He's a seven foot three, sharp shooting, with handle, multi fat. Like he is the best player the Knicks have had since Patrick Ewing. He's under contract on a rookie deal. Yes. Is injury history a concern? For sure. But guess what Dallas is thinking right now? And this is why Dallas did the deal. If you take away the fact that Chris Taps Perzingis used to be able to jump to the top of the backboard, and you take away his explosiveness off of the dribble, his ability to get the ball at the top of the key and drive by you at seven foot three. If you take away that entirely, both of those things take away his jumping ability, take away his explosiveness. That's two awful things. But he's still seven foot three, he's still a sharpshooter, and he still has crazy touch and crazy skills around the basket you know who he becomes a taller Dirk Nowitzki that's who he is if he loses that stuff he's a taller Dirk Nowitzki if you look at his first three years and Dirk Nowitzki's first three years his stats are better that's who he becomes if he loses his explosiveness and Dallas is like great that's a fucking if that's what happens we'll be fine now, there's so much bullshit that's around this. They leak the story that we talk about on the show where Chris Taps is not happy with the current situation. Uh, who would be happy playing for the Knicks? The Knicks are fucking terrible. The Knicks are also trying to tank right now. But we read that story, and then 20 minutes later, He's involved in a nine-person fucking trade. That did not happen in that 20 minutes. He did not go into the Knicks front office and say, I'm not happy here. And 20 minutes later, they had a nine-man trade figured out with the Dallas Mavericks. They had that trade figured out. Then they leak this probably bullshit story if you're following Chris Taps on Instagram who has said, the truth will come out. Stay woke, New York Knicks fans. They... They throw this PR hand grenade to try to make it sound like he doesn't want to be here because they've already traded him. And then we're talking about he doesn't he doesn't like the direction of the team. Apparently, he's ready to go. They're talking about he could be able to play March 1, but the Knicks don't want him to play
1: March 1 because the Knicks want to tank. Well, I thought I read also that Mark Cuban's not going to play him this year. Great. But the point is,
0: is he goes to Dallas and Cuban's like, no, we want you to be healthy. We've got Luke. We're not going to win this year anyway. But we're, but hey, we're just outside the playoffs. Why don't you get healthy and next year we do this for real? Yeah. As opposed to the Knicks, we're like, why don't you sit? We're tanking.
1: Yeah. So from your perspective, you don't see any glimmer of hope. So the, that so, this could work out for your team. So,
0: but here's. The thing that hasn't even been talked about yet. This is all about freeing up max contracts for free agents. Right. Correct. So now the New York Knicks and their fans, fuck you if you're a Knicks fan and you think this is a good move because you're fucking stupid. And you've and you you've been a Knicks fan for fucking three weeks apparently because this is how it works. The Knicks have done this before. They cleared cap space for 2010
1: and signed to get LeBron, to get Dwayne yeah. Wade.
0: No one wants to be a New York Nick, because first and foremost, in the NBA now, it's a player's league. You're a global superstar wherever you go. You want executives who know what they're doing, coaches who know what they're doing, and most importantly, an owner who knows what they're doing. The Knicks have maybe one of those in place. Yeah. So the, this is the best case scenario for Knicks fans and 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 people around the NBA. The Knicks have freed this up so that they can get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I don't want Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant.
1: I bullshit. I, I do not want Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You wouldn't want Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in the New York Knicks. No. Why not? Well, the same thing I tweeted
0: during my binge. Have we Let me say this about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a pussy and a snake, but that being said. He's the second best player in the world. He's the second best player in the world, and he plays the game of basketball right. The reason Kevin Durant works on the Warriors and didn't work on the Thunder as far as championship goes is because on the Warriors, it's the only way they almost lost last year Is is Kevin Durant feeling the pressure to take games over. If he just plays within the system, which he's actually really good at, they are unstoppable. They are unstoppable on in a team where Kevin Durant is playing within the flow of the game with other great players. The Oklahoma City Thunder had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. They made one finals and got embarrassed. And that's it. So now we're going to take him away from ball hogging Russell Westbrook who demands to be dribbling the ball all the time, who he would fight with, who he left and took less money to go somewhere else to get away from, and we're going to pair him with Kyrie Irving, who is currently the leader of the fifth seed in the East, who Danny Ainge is basically openly saying, we hope Anthony Davis makes it till the summer so we can trade Kyrie Irving for him, that what has Kyrie Irving done? This is a serious question. Have you ever heard for one day, one day in the NBA, anybody say Kyrie Irving is the
1: MVP of the league right now? No, we heard that about Chris Tapp's Perzingis Porzingis, yeah, yeah, for but, ten days. But hold on a second. I'm just, I'm just, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this, Prano.
0: Yes, I don't think a ball hogging point guard and Kevin Durant work together. When you surround them with Noah Vonley, Zion Williamson, Frank Ntilikina, Kevin Knox. That's beating Clay, Steph, Boogie, and whoever they place Kevin Durant with? That's beating the Rockets? That's beating Anthony Davis and LeBron James? I'm not that's even, beating— But
1: hold on a second. I'm not even saying beating those teams. I'm just saying the Knicks have been putting out a shit product—
0: Nothing is worse in the NBA for years. than being a 6 7 eight, nine, ten seed in, in a conference. Be bad or contend. Be awful or contend. I want Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to come to the New York Knicks and make them a six seed. Why? Why do I want that?
1: You're setting the bar at a six seed with those guys.
0: No, probably higher. But guess what? They're not. that. I That doesn't work for me. I actually think Kevin Durant gets worse. I think Kyrie Irving. Like I don't want Kyrie Irving. Well, I've said that.
1: Well, you make a good point as far as the globalization.
0: Do you remember Jason Tatum last year? Remember, remember Jason Tatum making the leap? It was amazing. Twenty years old. Yeah, this is this guy's. This guy's already got the moves of Kevin Durant. This guy's. This guy's gonna be a superstar. Why aren't we talking about Jason Tatum anymore? What happened to Jason Tatum? Next great twenty-year-old superstar doing things. Why aren't we talking about him? Sophomore slump. Is that a real thing? He's, so he's bigger, stronger, he's finally got an NBA season under his belt, and he's worse. Why is he worse? You're putting that on Kyrie. Yes, I'm putting it on Kyrie Irving, a ball-hogging point guard. Kyrie Irving has taken 100 more shots than anybody on the Boston Celtics this year. He's missed 10 games. He's missed 11 games. He's their point guard. Put up, put Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook fighting into Google Images. It's a fucking bonanza. So now we're just going to do Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant again?
1: On the Knicks? Well, I think the point you made earlier as far as the Knicks are concerned... And by the way, that's the best case scenario. The development, the development of... Good players, not good players. I should say, great players. Being on small market teams has changed the face of the NBA. I mean, you look at guys like Giannis playing in Milwaukee. Obviously, LeBron was in Cleveland. You have. There wh- was a time when you were at the you were at the Boston. You were in the LA. You because, were in Chicago. Because
0: the press went there. Exactly. All the, there's that many more media members. It doesn't
1: matter. No, you're no. right. And
0: uh, you you can follow can, it like if if, what's her name, fucking Kylie Jenner moved to Cincinnati tomorrow, she's still the biggest star in the world. Because Instagram fucking connects there regardless.
1: I think you just got a reality TV show. Kylie Jenner and Yasiel Puig living together? Yeah.
0: But I'm serious. Everything, is, Everybody's got their fucking thing now. They're their own media member. Yeah, you're, you're right. You don't need the you're New right. York Post and the
1: Times and the Daily News. Basically, everyone's, Twitter feed and Instagram feed, they're their own marketing machine. Yes. You could be anywhere in the
0: country. And the Knicks have never landed a fucking marquee free agent. Ever. So now, instead of having to convince one NBA superstar to join Chris Stapps and Kevin Knox and Zion Williamson or whoever they fucking draft, you know, top three, you have to convince two. But you, you know what's an interesting question? So, uh, if you had to bet on it, and by the way, again, best case scenario, Knicks get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which I don't love that scenario, but it couldn't you just see the Knicks getting Kemba Walker and fucking D'Angelo Russell? I mean, like, those are our two maxes. Great. Fuck. What, awesome.
1: But do you think young guys concerning the Knicks and concerning the, the market of New York City, I do find it interesting because... It's still the garden, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 but, but hold on a second. That is the Knicks at this point. The Knicks are a building. That's what I'm saying, but you still have the the greatest building. There's no other place like Madison Square Garden to play a basketball.
0: But game. people love coming to Madison Square Garden as a fucking opponent and just lighting it up. No,
1: no, I know they do. But but I'm just look I'm just trying to look at it from this perspective. I'm just like for me I love I love history. I love Iconic buildings, whether it's architecture or the Roman Colosseum or, you know, the Eiffel Tower or whatever. To me, I'm just, this is just me, Andy Ruther. The thought of playing every night in Madison Square Garden would be so cool. Yeah. It'd be so
0: amazing. And wouldn't it be great if we just had to convince one guy that... If we had just had to convince Kevin Durant and his manager, Rich, who apparently wants to fucking be the Knicks GM or whatever to come here and join Perzingis and join whoever we draft. And then, again, the thing about Kyrie Irving is this. It's not a matter of what his talent is. It's a matter of his value compared to somebody else. Somebody who's saying... Everybody's saying to me, whenever I talk about what the Celtics have done this year compared to last year, say say Terry Rozier is better than Kyrie Irving. No, I'm not saying that. But Terry Rozier makes $3 million, and Kyrie Irving makes
1: $18 million. So
0: here's the argument for me. You tell me Kyrie Irving is six times better than Terry
1: Rozier. You're basically looking at it from a money ball, return on investment perspective. Yeah. Correct?
0: I... I have no interest, as a person who understands the game of basketball, in maxing out Kyrie Irving. Yeah, as, uh, certainly not alone. And then also, if 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 the if the best possible thing that could happen in the New York Knicks, Kevin Durant wants to be a New York Nick. He's going to come. He's taking all the money. He's coming with his boy Rich. We're maxing him out, and now we have thirty million left over. Well, we'll probably have 36 million left over whatever it is. I'm going to take a I'm going to take the basically essentially the rest of that and give it to Kyrie Irving. Dude, I'd rather have Clay at half of that and then somebody else at half. I ra- there's a million different options I'd rather do with that money. Yeah. But no. This is what the Knicks are going to do. The Knicks are going to the Knicks are going to get rid of Perzingis, who the team loves, the fans love who, if he's healthy, has... also the injury thing, what about Perzingis coming back off of injury and not needing that money? Not being able to demand that money. So now you add a Kevin Durant, and then you're like, Perzingis, you, you, dude, you didn't play. You missed all of last season. We're going to give you 15000000 million. W- wouldn't you rather have Kevin Durant, Perzingis, and $15 15- to $20 million left to spend then Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and no money left to spend? Boston wants that. Boston can't wait. I'm telling you, Boston can't. Danny Ainge is fucking praying to a voodoo doll every night that the Pelicans do not accept somebody's offer for Anthony Davis. He cannot wait to swing many of his draft picks and Kyrie Irving to get Anthony Davis in Boston. He can't wait.
1: Well, let's talk about that. If we want to pivot from the Knicks to Anthony Davis and the Lakers. The trade deadline, is it Thursday? I don't know. It's this week, right? Yeah, I think so. So it came out. We have the initial offer, which the Pelicans were not a fan of. So basically, if you guys didn't see this, the initial offer was, let's see here. Basically, the Pelicans could take, what what was it? They offered a combo of any of they the- offered Lonzo
0: and Kuzma and
1: well, well, well two of these it, it was it was it was the the Pelicans were offered two of these guys Lonzo Ball Kyle Kuzma Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart plus Rajon Rondo Michael Beasley and a first round pick so two of their four young guys plus two of the vets and then a first round pick and apparently New Orleans scoffed at that offer because they want two first-round picks. But hold on a second. The Lakers are in the thick of the playoff race. Those aren't going to be good first-round picks either. Right.
0: The Pelicans are smartly playing a game of chicken when they don't have anything to lose. If they go to this summer they can they, their options completely change. Boston can't make a move for Anthony Davis until this summer. Yeah. They can't have this year. They can't have Kyrie and Anthony Davis together. So, if the Lakers want to get it done now, they have to offer him and the Pelicans also also, by the way, his dad's saying that he wouldn't doesn't want him to play in Boston. Yeah. I saw that. Uh But essentially, the Pelicans know the Lakers want to get this done right now.
1: Look, if I'm the Lakers, give them two first-round picks. Like I said, those probably aren't going to be good picks. Well, not probably. They're not. Those aren't going to be top 13 picks. As long as LeBron's healthy, the Lakers are making the playoffs. Give up two of those young guys. (coughs) Uh, And and first of all... (coughs) I like some of those guys, but then some of them I just couldn't care less about. Like I've said, I like Kuzma. I think Kuzma's got great game, but I don't like as a guy who watches the Lakers and I root for them when I watch them. I don't give a fuck about Lonzo Ball, about Brandon Ingram. Again, I like Josh Hart. I think he's a good piece. He's a good role player. I don't give a fuck about him either. Rondo, the same thing. Like if I'm the Lakers,
0: it's just a matter of like giving up so much that you get. Anthony Davis back and you essentially have nothing else. Then you're just going with the Cavs game plan of have LeBron get any other star and we'll be fine. And it's like, yeah, if you want to like make the West finals, I guess.
1: I look at it this way.
0: Whereas LeBron, a healthy LeBron, a healthy Anthony Davis and like some sort of middle of the road help.
1: They could yeah, but yeah, but here's my point. Let, let's 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 play it out hypothetically. Let's say the Lakers give up Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, and two first round picks. Or oh, no, just just keep that. Actually, keep those guys, dude. They're still gonna have a squad. Like like I know the rest of that cast isn't that good, but. I'm ta-
0: If I'm the Lakers, what I'm trying to do— Or
1: maybe look ahead to next year. Get Davis first. W-
0: what I'm trying to do if I'm the Lakers— You, you can't punt on any LeBron seasons while he- he's in year 15, 16, whatever. You have to win now. If I'm the Lakers, what I'm doing, I'm trying to keep a Rondo or Alonzo to be a point guard on your team, You know, especially if LeBron is on the bench.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: I'm trying to keep Kuzma. I think they're going to have to give up Kuz. But here's my point. I'm trying to keep Kuzma, and I what fuck like how many first round picks do you want now? I like your window is the next three fucking seasons. You you're not even allowed to trade first rounders in back to back seasons. So fine, I'll give you three first rounders. I'll give you the next three over six seasons. Over five seasons it would essentially be. It would be next, you know, this year, not next year, the one after that, not the year after that, but the one after that. Because at that point, yeah, you're fucking killing yourself for the future, but your goal is to win now Sure, with Davis and LeBron. Yeah. And you're always going to be able to swing. You'll always be able to get – fuck, the Knicks have two first-rounders. From Dallas right now, they'll. I'm sure they'll give it to you for fucking nothing because they're stupid. Yeah, the, I mean the Knicks situation. I can't. Like, I've actually never. This is as mad as I've been. In my top three, most upset as a Knicks fan from like their moves. This is on par with. Really, this is on par with the trade for Melo. And the trade for Eddie, the re and the Eddie Curry, the, the Eddie Curry, forget the trade for Sugar Eddie Foot,
1: Curry, the, the trade,
0: the trade for Eddie Curry is up, right up there. But then the re the, the, the maxing out Eddie Curry after that's like right up there as well.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Because what the fuck are they doing? The, the, do pel- you, the do- Pelicans are playing it right. Obviously, I'm not comparing Anthony Davis, current like current healthy Anthony Davis to current injured Perzingis, but the Pelicans sitting back and going
1: like, all right, whatever, and the Knicks are like, oh,
0: fuck, like, yeah. all right, nine-man deal.
1: What do you make of people saying that the NBA, and I don't get this, shouldn't allow Anthony Davis to go to the Lakers? Like, they should step in. It's another... Big market player going to the big market city.
0: We just talked about how you don't need to do that anymore. I mean, Golden State is certainly not a big market city. Miami. Come on, San
1: Francisco, dude.
0: First of all, it's Oakland. Um,
1: I lump all those together. The Bay Area. That's
0: fine. The point is, until Steph Curry, until the Steph Curry era, until the Jerry West era, no one's ever talking about, like, oh, you watch out for free agency. Golden State's going to step in there. People want to go to Golden State because it's a winning culture. Sure. Like, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Bulls. Those are the three biggest markets in the United States of America, right? When's the last time any of them fucking got a free agent? Like a legit. LeBron. That's why Anthony Davis wants to go to the fucking Lakers.
1: Yeah. Did you watch his first game back at all? I did. They're just such a different team when he's in there. And then I was watching last night's game. You know, they they were right there until the fourth quarter. That's where they. That's where you need a LeBron. And right. then they just completely collapsed against yeah, the Warriors. They're not
0: good without LeBron. They're
1: not good.
0: They were never a good team without LeBron. They're super young still and they're just not good. Yeah. That's the LeBron. That's the difference. Like I know we're going to, you know, people are probably sick of hearing it over and over and over again, but that's the difference between when we're comparing greatness like of a Tom Brady versus a guy like LeBron James. LeBron James is a, is showing up or not showing up is the difference between your team being great and your team being not good at all. Yeah. Tom Brady not showing up is the difference between your team, like, winning 10 games or 12 games.
1: The thing with LeBron, when he's playing, you always know they have a chance to win. When he's not playing, you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, last night, I'm watching that game. LeBron James, this... I, I, I Let me put it this way. I knew last night... There's no way in hell the Lakers win in Oakland against the Warriors without LeBron. Now, if he's playing that game, they might. Anthony which, Davis which, is obviously which a, they did on Christmas, and right. they had him for yeah. a,
0: a half. Anthony Davis is obviously uh, you know a perennial MVP candidate at this point, sure, uh, at least you know loose MVP candidate. But the Pelicans aren't good with Anthony Davis. People, this whole talk this is the LeBron factor. People are upset about the idea of Anthony Davis going to LA because everybody's scared of the idea of LeBron getting another guy like that. That's what's pissing people off. Oh, this is bullshit. Oh, LA's just get whoever they want. People are upset at the idea of like another top five NBA player getting paired with LeBron. Yeah. Because people are like, fuck, it's not really fair. Sure. You get we we were just talking about with that with the Knicks best case scenario is Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving Knicks fans are jizzing over it and I'm going we'll make us a lot better yeah but does anybody think we're suddenly the best team in the east sure does anybody think we're definitely an eastern conference finalist
1: with Kyrie and KD it definitely depends who's around them the pieces.
0: Now, if I told you next year the max contract was KD and LeBron James, was Kyrie and LeBron James, was Kemba Walker and LeBron James, was, you'd be like, fuck, yeah, the Knicks are probably in the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron, Kevin Knox, Zion, Kyrie, yeah, that's probably an Eastern Conference Finalist.
1: Well, look, Joe, you're working on very little sleep.
0: Yeah. I haven't slept since the Porzingis trade.
1: He has not slept since his boy got traded. We're going to wrap up. I have an
0: unworn Porzingis jersey.
1: He has an unworn Porzingis jersey. There's a
0: fucking tag on it.
1: That's depressing. There's a tag on it. That's depressing. It's really depressing. What's going to happen with that? I don't know.
0: Just... Stay with the tag on it. I, I, I'll sell it for pennies on the dollar on today.
1: By the way, before we wrap up this episode, Dirtballs, I don't know how many times Joe and I are going to explain the cut cam situation. <laughs> Guys, it's wearing a jersey of a player who's not playing in the game. It's that simple. Like we got a DM... Like people were like circling screenshots. Somebody was somebody circled a screenshot and dm They go, "The guy was wearing a Boston. I think he was wearing a a Patriots hoodie to a Celtics Thunder game." And it's like, it's probably the only hoodie he owns. And not to mention, the Celtics are playing Boston Celtics. Yeah. New England, like guys, you saw my response to the Chabelli text. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of getting a little, like, like I blame yeah, myself.
0: Created a monster.
1: I, I blame myself. Yeah. But I do want to thank and applaud all the dirtballs who sent all the pictures and tweets of Super
0: Bowl party cucks.
1: Those are like known dirtballs, people yeah. I've met before.
0: Yeah. Somebody cut cam themselves today. We had our first cut cam selfie. <laughs> <laughs> guy in a Tampa Bay jersey.
1: No, it was some of those DC dirtballs that we met at the uh, Cincinnati Reds pitch. Yeah. I recognize those guys. Yeah, sorry if I forget your names. One of you guys was in a Tebow jersey.
0: <laughs> Tebow, fucking Denver
1: jersey. You wore a Tebow Denver jersey to a Patriots Rams Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: You might as well just wear a jersey that says team. Yeah, just says team on. It just it.
0: says football. <laughs> it just says the sport of football.
1: I don't get like it. Like
0: when you when you used to see a fucking It's like when you, remember when your favorite athlete was like on a cereal box? Oh and they yeah. Just like, they didn't want like, to pay for the rights. Yeah, so they like just post like wore pinstripes and like twenty one and you're like <laughs> Is that Roger Clemens?
1: <laughs> you'd go on the bottom of like a honeycomb and you'd see the Mark McGuire card and it would just be a red helmet. Like yeah. like I know he plays in the Cardinals, but what is this? Just a red helmet. Baseball. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like me going to the wedding that I'm in, and my buddy was like, he was like, I'm like, he's like, I'm not doing, because he's just doing, he's not doing a whole party. It's just best man and maid of honor. There's no groomsmen. He's he's doing it real simple. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, just wear a gray suit. But in a way, it's like, oh, so I have leverage? Like, if I wanted to go cock is what I'm saying, what does gray suit mean? Yeah. I could really run with that. Guys, just don't be a fucking cock. Yeah. Prano, let's get out of here.
0: Uh, first of all, I want to shout out all of the so many dirt balls, dirt balls uh, who came. I can't even – I'm not even going to try because I know I'm going to forget multiple people. But I had folks come in Pittsburgh. I had folks come in New York. I had folks come in Yonkers. Uh, shout out to the dirt ball who drove from Jersey to Yonkers through the Polar Vortex uh, my Michigan dude, whose name I I'm blanking on right now. So many people, so many dirt balls came out over the course of the Pittsburgh, New York, uh, run. So thank you guys for coming out to the shows. Um, thank you to everybody who's supporting. Uh, when I go and do shows live, it's awesome to. It's awesome when you have fans there and they they want to buy you a drink after. They want to hang out after. And um, yeah, always good feedback always great that you guys come and it like lives up to some sort of expectation so come out and see me live Uh, joeprano.com uh get shows around la gonna be in palm springs in march gonna be a comedy festival in uh alaska in early april and then back east in april but lots of shows will get filled in between now and then so joeprano.com at fix your life on twitter joeprano on instagram
1: that's it Cool. Thank you for all the great iTunes reviews. I saw a lot of new iTunes reviews, guys. Can't thank you enough for that. And uh, real quick, if you don't know how to leave one, because some of you guys don't, just go into the search section, put in dirty sports, and then there's a spot where you can write a review. Because I think it's confusing for people sometimes if you're already subscribed. So just put that into the search area, Dirty Sports, leave the review, drop your Twitter or Instagram handle, and you get a follow back automatically. And of course, you can follow us all at The Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. All right, guys. Prano's back. It's good to have our guy back here. We need to get him some sleep. We need to rehydrate, refresh That's the episode. Have a great week. We'll be back again uh, probably Wednesday night. Wednesday night most likely.
0: Uh, Yeah, sounds about right.
1: So subscribe to us on YouTube. That way you get the alert whenever we go live. All right, guys, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.